And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. Who's that strange-looking man behind you? That's Carl. I met him at the laundry, man. Sam, sweetheart. Don't know what to do, Rabbi. Every night he listens to the radio. I can't keep him away. The Lone Ranger, uh, the Shadow, the Master Avenger. Uh, this is not good. It tends to induce bad values, false dreams, lazy habits. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Fellas, think we could listen to the radio or something? Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents the best in classic radio. This hour on Hollywood 360 will conclude The Aldrich Family, starring Bobby Ellis from 1952. Then, 11-year-old Margaret O'Brien stars in a Thanksgiving tale well calculated to keep you in suspense, written by Ray Bradbury from 1948. By my side is my co-host, Lisa Wolf. I bet you can't wait to listen to that suspense episode. I'm actually looking forward to that one. Well, we'll do that right after we conclude The Aldrich Family. Last time we began listening to a Thanksgiving episode starring Bobby Ellis. Here's the conclusion. Is that what she said, Elizabeth? Yes, Will. Why, in all the years I've known Alice Aldrich, I've never heard her talk that way to anyone. All right. All right. If they want to make an issue of the turkey, it's all right with me. Mother, I'll be back in a little while. Homer, where are you going? Just over to Henry's. It isn't so late, Mother. Homer, let's get this straight. You're not to have anything to do with Henry Aldrich. Not ever? Not until we've eaten that turkey. (laughs) And if he wants to speak to you, that's his loss. Yeah, but look, I've got to write a composition, and I need a little advice about Thanksgiving. Well, you won't get it over there. I don't think the Aldriches are celebrating Thanksgiving this year. Well, can't one of you answer that phone? Now, Elizabeth, don't touch it. It's probably Sam Aldrich calling to pick a fight with me about that turkey. Well, now, Will, the least you can do is talk to him. Even if he loses his temper, you don't have to lose yours. Elizabeth, I'm just going to sit here absolutely calm. Father, would you be willing to help me with my composition? What's your problem? Well, I have to compare what the pilgrims did on their first Thanksgiving with what I did tomorrow. Well, for one thing, you can point at what you did tomorrow. Yes, sir. What did you do tomorrow? What's that? Homer, what are we talking about? Well, I think you should at least go to the phone and tell Sam you're not going to give him that turkey. He'll find out soon enough, Elizabeth. He'll find out. He's found out already. Well, What's that? It's the front door. And I'm not going to sit here and just hear bells ringing. I'll go to the door. I'm willing to do that. Uh, Let me know who it is. The same here, Father. Hello there, Will. Well, well, Sam Aldrich, aren't you, uh, that is, uh, (laughs) won't you come in? No, thanks, Will. Uh, Mr. Brown, is Homer here? Uh, Now, Henry, you stay right here on the steps where you are. Don't bother the Browns. Oh, uh, Henry's no bother. Uh, Is there something I can do for you, Sam? Will... I don't know what this is all about, but I take it that Alice lost her temper when she phoned your wife a few minutes ago. Just between ourselves, Will, women have a tendency to exaggerate the importance of things. You're right, Sam. I tried to reason with Elizabeth. 
I'm afraid she went a little overboard herself. When you get right down to it, there isn't any turkey in the world worth sacrificing our friendship over. No, no, of course not. And Alice will be the first to admit the same thing. That's just the way Elizabeth feels. So, I just wanted to tell you to enjoy the turkey and have a fine Thanksgiving. Uh, now, wait a second, Sam. The fact is, I was just going to start for your house with that turkey. Oh, no, no, Will. No, no, no. Just forget the whole thing. No, Sam, I mean it. Uh, <laughs> Gee whiz, Father, is Mr. Brown really going to give us the turkey? Henry, if he brings the turkey out here, we're not going to take it. Why not? Don't you think I have any pride? I never got down on my knees for a turkey before. And then... hey, here you are, Sam. It's all wrapped and everything. Oh, no, no, Will. No, 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 Will. Where are you going with that turkey? Be quiet, Elizabeth. Yes, Sam. <laughs> Oh, no. I wouldn't think of it. You keep it and have a nice dinner tomorrow. Now, Sam, there's no use in your going down those steps without this. Here, Henry, you take it. Shall I, Father? Uh, no, Henry. Come along. Sam! No use following us, Will. It's your turkey. No, Sam, it's yours. I'm putting it right here on the front walk. All right, Will. If you want to leave it there, it's all right with me. There it is on the sidewalk, Sam. I'm going back in the house. And Henry and I are going down the street. Father, hey, Father. What's the matter? Look at those three dogs coming. What's that? Hey, hey, get away from there. Stop. Jesus, look. One of them took it. Uh, what's that? He took it. To come back here. Well, Will, that was certainly a foolish thing for you to do. What do you mean, for me to do? What did you leave it there for? I left it. I left it. You put it down there yourself. Well, why didn't you pick it up? Why should I? It's your turkey, Will. If you want it, you go get it. Come on, Henry. We've got other things to do. But she whiz, Father. Well, of all... Of all... What's the matter, Father? Come on, Homer. We've got to chase a dog. <laughs> a dog, Father? For Thanksgiving? <laughs> Browns had somehow got a turkey from the meat market that had been reserved for Mrs. Aldridge. And then while Mr. Aldridge and Mr. Brown were each trying to outdo the other with politeness over the bird, a stray dog ran off with it. The scene opens in the basement of the Elm Street Church. The time is that same evening. Step right in, folks. Step right in. The auction's going to begin shortly. Hello there, Mr. Johnson. Oh, hello, Mr. Aldridge. Hi, Henry. Hello. Has the bidding started yet? No, we'll be starting pretty soon. Pretty nice turkey. Oh, uh, nicest bird you ever saw. A 25-pounder. Come on, Henry. Step right in, folks. The auction will begin shortly. Gee, Father, I just happened to remember something. You know that darn dog that stole our turkey? Mr. Brown's turkey. Uh, yes, sir. Well, I think his name is Dodo, and he belongs to that family that lives down on the corner of Maine and Elm. Where? You know, where the fence is broken down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the family Will Brown's always complaining about. They got about 15 children. Yeah, and two dogs for every child. Pardon me, Mr. Aldrich. I want to get right up here in front. Oh, hell, Mrs. Brown. Well, now, folks. Folks, we're auctioning off just one turkey tonight, but it sure is a beauty. They say it's a direct descendant of the first turkey the pilgrims ate. Oh, hey. <laughs> hello there, Mr. Johnson. Oh, hello, Will Brown. Hi, Homer. Hi. We aren't late, are we? You haven't sold a turkey yet, have you? No, sir, but we're going to start right away. Uh, come on, Homer. Let's get over here to one side. Boy, am I tired. Uh, does this tear in my pants show? What tear? When that dog tripped me. <laughs> well, it, it doesn't show too much if you don't bend down. Homer, why couldn't you have remembered this auction before I tried to climb that fence? All right. All right, friends, here she is. It's all for charity, a worthy cause. Bid freely and generously. You may be sure good use will be made of the money. Now, 
What am I offered for this beautiful turkey? Fifteen dollars. Fifteen I'm bid. That's an insult to this beautiful bird. I wouldn't be surprised to see her get up and walk off in a huff. Uh, who'll make it eighteen? Twenty. Twenty I have. Why, the drumsticks are worth that. Uh, twenty-five. Now, now it's twenty-five. Now it's twenty-five. Thirty. Now it's thirty. Now we're going. I have thirty bid. Father, aren't you going to bid? Thirty dollars and fifty cents. No, no, I'm sorry, Mr. Brown. I'm only taking dollar bids on this. It's all for charity. All right, then. Make it 30. thirty-one. Thirty-one watts, Father. Thirty-one watts. Dollars, I'm afraid. Uh, thirty-one. Thirty-one it is. Who'll make it thirty-two? Thirty-three. I, I mean, thirty-two. No, I heard you the first time, lady. Thirty-three you made it, and thank you. Thirty-five. Thirty-five on bid. Thirty-five. Well, Homer, I guess that lets us out. Thirty-five I have from Mr. Aldrich. Who'll make it forty? Homer, did he say Aldrich? Oh, gee whiz. Who'll make it forty? Forty-five. Forty-five on bid. Forty-five. That'll show Sam Aldrich. Forty-five, Mr. Fifty. Fifty-five. Gee whiz, father. Keep quiet, Homer. Fifty-five on bid. Fifty-five. Who'll make it sixty? Sixty. Thank you, Mr. Brown. You raised your own bid. Thank you. Seventy! Seventy I have! Seventy for charity! Seventy once! Seventy twice! Father, suppose Mother hears about this! Seventy twice to a him or... Uh, what did he say, Homer? I don't want to make another mistake. Do I hear more? Father, I'd like to... Now t- listen, Homer, for the last time, be quiet. Sold for seventy dollars to Samuel Aldrich. To who? That's a fine thing. And, Homer, it's all your fault. Mine? Well, how are you, Will? How are you, Sam? Uh, Mr. Aldrich, if you'll step up here and pay your $70... All right, I'll be happy to. Bye, Homer. Bye, Henry. Mr. Aldrich, I want you to know this turkey is going to be wrapped and sent to one of the most deserving families in town. What's that? And presented, of course, with the compliments of the whole Aldrich family. (laughs) What? Oh, boy! Come here, Dodo. Come here, Dodo. Nice doggy, Dodo. Won't he give you the turkey, Papa? Dodo, give Papa the turkey. Junior, keep away. Do you want to frighten him? Here, Dodo. Give me that turkey. That's a nasty turkey, Dodo. You won't like it. Papa, where do you suppose he got it? Natalie, will you stand back and all the rest of you keep back? All right. Stand back, everybody, and let Papa get the turkey. Now, Dodo... For the last time, I want that turkey. We need that turkey. We haven't had a turkey dinner in this house in years. Daddy got it! Daddy, where's we got a turkey? Look at it, look at it. Where do you suppose Dodo found that turkey, Papa? Uh, well, I don't believe in looking a gift dog in the mouth. And besides, Dodo knows a lot of people in this town. Is that the front door? Yes, Papa. It is? Now, look, Junior, take this turkey and go into the kitchen with it. All right. It's our turkey now. Good evening, Mr. Foley. I've got a surprise for you. Uh, what's that, Mr. Johnson? Uh, here you are. It's partly from the Elm Street Church and partly from Sam Aldrich. Well, what's this, a turkey? A 25-pounder and all the trimmings to go with it. Just a minute, Alice, and I'll turn the light off. Don't forget to open the window before you get into bed. Mother. Yes, Henry, come in. Mother, I hate to bother you, but could you look over this composition for spelling? Not tonight, dear, but leave it here. I'll go over it in the morning. All right, and thanks. Good night, Henry. Good night. Good night, dear. 
You know, Alice, I've been thinking it over. You've been thinking what over, Sam? I don't see any reason why we should ask the Browns over for dinner tomorrow. Well, to be quite frank, dear, I agree with you. I'll admit we've been good friends, but after the way Will acted today... And I didn't like Elizabeth's attitude. So we might just as well... Dear, how do you spell Pocahontas? What's that? I guess Henry spelled it right. Anyway, I don't see any point in having guests here for a dinner of cranberries and chestnuts. But, dear, I told you we're also having corned beef hash. Hash. Of course, I know it isn't turkey, but... Sam, how do you spell Pocahontas? Pocahontas? There's no K in it, is there? (laughs) There may be in the original Indian spelling. (laughs) Sam, listen to this. Listen to what? What I did on Thanksgiving by Henry W. Aldrich. Thanksgiving's tomorrow. Yes, dear, but stop interrupting. This year, the same as last year, we did the same old stuff that we did every other year. (laughs) To begin with, our dinner consisted of turkey. Only he scratched that out and wrote chicken. Yeah? Where does he think he's going to eat chicken? Then he scratched that out and just left it blank. Oh. (laughs) After we finished this hearty meal, we felt very stuffed and all sat around and talked about the price of things and the weather and business and stuff like that. Back in the old days, however, it was much more interesting. Then there wasn't much food for anybody, and the pilgrims had to shoot turkeys just like Indians. Pocahontas was one Indian, for example, but she was a good Indian. Mincemeat in those days they didn't have at that time, nor things like sage, because no more ships came in that year. When you once got some food, you had to hang on to it for dear life, because almost anybody might steal it, usually a wolf. There were no stores to buy things, so if a wolf took your turkey and stuff, you were out of luck. Let, let me see that, on. But it was because of all this that the Pilgrim Fathers, from whom we are all sprung, celebrated their first Thanksgiving and bowed their heads when they sat down over what was in many cases just plain cornmeal mush which is something that even my mother has never gotten me to like as much as I admire the pilgrims for the other things they did. But even cornmeal mush is all right, I guess, as long as they had neighbors to share it. Because, as my father says, when it comes to Thanksgiving, it's the spirit and not the stuffing that counts. Hmm. Father, Homer's on the phone. His folks say if we could bring over a few eggs, they have some cornmeal to make cornmeal muffins, and won't we come over for dinner tomorrow? What do you mean, won't we come over? You tell them to pack up their cornmeal and come over here. I can ask them. Yes, dear, and tell Mrs. Brown if she has any cinnamon to please bring it. I'm going to make applesauce. Not for another hour or so, dear. Well, look, Mr. Foley's dog, Dodo, is out in the front yard. Yes, Henry. And Homer and I are going to take him and do a little hunting. Hunting, dear? Just around the neighborhood and see what we can dig up. The Aldridge Family is transcribed as written by Clifford Goldsmith. Henry is played by Bobby Ellis and Homer by Jack Grimes. Mr. and Mrs. Aldridge are House Jameson and Catherine Roth. Your announcer is Dick Dudley. 
Listen again next week, same time, same station, for another sparkling half hour with the Aldridge family. Good night, everybody. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. And that's the Aldridge family from November 23rd, 1952, with The Last Turkey, starring Bobby Ellis, as heard on NBC. Let's take a break. When we come back, it's suspense. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hey, fans of Classic Radio, Carl Amari here. I've created a free app just for you. Get 10 Classic Radio shows free in the Classic Radio Shows app. Plus, there are many more shows available for in-app purchase. You can get your free Classic Radio Shows app in the Google Play Store or the Apple Store. The easiest way to get your free app is to log on to Hollywood360radio.com and scroll down to the Classic Radio Shows app banner and click either the Google link or the Apple link. Don't miss out. Get your free Classic Radio Shows app today. Do you love classic radio shows? The Jack Benny Program. X minus one. Suspense. Now you can receive ten classic radio shows on five CDs every month by joining the Classic Radio Club. Hi, I'm Carl Amari. I've started the Classic Radio Club so fans can receive the best of the best from my library each and every month. Join now and receive your first ten classic radio shows on five CDs, a $39.95 value for only $4.99. Then every month, I'll hand-select ten more of the greatest classic radio shows and mail them to you on five CDs. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com to join and receive your first 10 classic radio shows on five CDs for only $4.99. That's ClassicRadioClub.com or call toll-free 888-642-6556. That's 888-642-6556. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Welcome back. I'm Carl Amari. This is Hollywood 360 across about 200 radio stations coast to coast. We have a website. It's Hollywood360radio.com. Check it out. But right now, check out Suspense. Let's go back to November 25th, 1948 for The Screaming Woman starring Margaret O'Brien. A good Thanksgiving time story. Here is Suspense. And now, tonight's presentation of radio's outstanding theater of thrills, Suspense. Tonight, the story of a little girl and the terror in a vacant lot. We call it The Screaming Woman. So now, starring Sherry Jackson, here is tonight's suspense play, The Screaming Woman. I'm Margaret Leary. And I gotta tell you how it happened. It was Thanksgiving Day and it was nice and sunshiny. Almost like summer except cooler. Mama was cooking the turkey and I was watching. And Mama said to me, Oh good heavens, I forgot. Your Aunt Betty's made some cranberry relish for us. Run over and get it, Margaret, so her feelings aren't hurt. And hurry dear, this turkey's done to a turn. So I ran to Aunt Betty's and on the way back I took a shortcut through Mr. Kelly's loft a swell place to play Indians and cowboys or explore or hunting for treasure because trucks dump all kinds of stuff there. Loads of dirt and junk and even big things like old cars and, and big pipes and chunks of concrete. 
Well, this day, coming back from Aunt Betty's, I saw that a lot of new junk and dirt had been dumped there since Saturday. They'd even covered up a swell big concrete pipe that us kids called our fort. Covered it clear up. Well, I was looking around to see where it used to be, when all of a sudden... The sound was coming up out of the ground. A woman was buried under the junk and dirt and glass, and, and she was screaming all wild and horrible for someone to dig her out. I started to run. I fell down and got up and ran some more. It was an awful, awful long way to our house that day. Margaret. Mama, Mama. Margaret, haven't I told you not to slam the door? Oh, is that the relish? Listen, Mama, there's a screaming woman in the lot. Wash your hands, Margaret. She was screaming and screaming and screaming. Mama, Mama, listen to me. We, we got to dig her out. She's buried under tons and tons of dirt. Well, I'm sure she can wait till after dinner. Oh, honestly, next year, I swear I'm going to buy a bigger platter. Mama, don't you believe me? you got to believe me. Oh, look, honey, I've got a million things to do. Oh, good gosh, look at you. How'd you get your knees so dirty? Well, running back from the lot, Well, I... never mind. Scoot and tell your dad we're about to eat. He's in the front room reading his paper. Dad! Oh, Dad, I, I gotta tell you something. Mm -hmm. Getting hungry, baby? Dad, there's a screaming woman in the lot. Mm. I never knew a woman who didn't. We gotta get picks and shovels and dig her up. Dad! Oh, I don't feel much like an archaeologist today, Margaret. Can't think of anything but food. Let's have an expedition next Sunday and dig her up. We can't wait that long. Dad, you'll die if we don't do it now. Calm down now. Dad, please. Listen, dear. After our Thanksgiving dinner, I'll come out and listen to your screaming woman. How's that? No, now, Dad. Maybe she'll die if you don't come out now. You've got to come now. Margaret. If you believe me, you wouldn't wait. Margaret, listen. You never believe me. Mama doesn't believe me. Nobody believes me. Margaret, quiet down right this minute. I not only won't go with you, but you'll go to your room and stay, and without your Thanksgiving dinner. Now, is that clear? Yes, sir. It's clear. That's the first portion of Suspense. More after these words. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Now back to Margaret O'Brien on Suspense. Margaret, you heard, Mother. Don't gobble. But Dad, we got to hurry. My dear young lady, this is Thanksgiving dinner, an occasion when we do not hurry. Oh, please, please, Listen, Dad. If, if you pester me anymore, if you mention her again, this... Screaming, what's this? I won't go out with you to hear her recital at all. Now, is that understood? Yes, sir. It's understood. Well, now that I can be thankful for a full stomach, I guess we should consider what other things we have to be thankful for. Well, we're all healthy. Mm hmm. And I'm thankful for my big daughter. Right, baby? Yes, Dad. And for my loving wife, who is still the most romantic woman I know. Oh, silly. <laughs> I'm thankful I didn't marry somebody else. You nearly married Dora Lampel. You even gave her a oh, ring. Oh, that never meant a thing. No, you've only had one serious competitor since we were all kids. Oh, who? Helen Nesbitt. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Helen was my first love. When she was about as old as Margaret, I gave her a present one Christmas and she gave me one. I still have it. <laughs> that paperweight on your yeah. desk. It's funny how we hang on to things that were important when we were kids. Dad. Now, just a little longer, Margaret. Oh, 
Dad, oh, please. Oh, go on, dear. You'd better take her out to the lot before she collapses. Okay. Come on, Margaret. Let's hear this wailing banshee of yours. Now, just where is this screaming woman of yours? Lead me to her. Over here, where our fort used to be. The fort? The big concrete pipe. It's all covered up now. Mm, Kelly is really getting this lot filled in. All right, where's the lady? Right about here, Dad. Listen. Don't hear a thing, except the wind. You better button your sweater, Margaret. Listen. No, it's the trolley over on Aspen Street. Hey there! Screaming woman! Hey! I'm afraid your screaming woman's let you down. But she was here, Dad. Right under where they've dumped all this dirt. I heard her screaming and screaming and screaming like she was underneath in the fort. Somebody's dumped tons and tons right on top of our fort. Well, it's too bad they buried your fort, dear. I saw two of Kelly's big trucks here last evening, and there was a dump truck in here this morning, too. It isn't because they covered the fort. It must be your screaming woman doesn't like grown-ups. Only delivers her solo for kids. Maybe she can't scream anymore. Well, I'm going to back... Take a nap now. Let my dinner settle. Aren't you going to help me dig? Don't you think this is a sort of silly game? It's not a game. All right. All right, dear, but don't stay too long. Mama probably would like some help with those dishes. Dad! Dad! Oh, I know I heard her scream. I know it. Oh, darn, darn, darn. <laughs> Come here. Come here. Let me feel your head. Please, Daddy. Please. Oh, please, you've got a fever. Please, now, you're Daddy. going to lie down, young lady. We can't leave her down there, Dad. We can't. Now come along in your room. It's awful, Dad. It's awful for her to be screaming and, and screaming and nobody listening or caring. Margaret. She'll choke when there isn't any more air and then she'll die. You're going to lie down the rest of the afternoon before you make yourself sick. <laughs> no, I've got to dig her up. I've got to go back. It's all those comic books you've read, darling. Now, I forbid you to leave the house. Close your eyes and take a nap like a good little girl. <laughs> what am I going to do? What am I going to do? You are listening to The Screaming Woman. Tonight's presentation in radio's outstanding theater of thrills, Suspense. After a while, I stopped crying. I had to get back to the lot where that woman was screaming, but I was locked in. So I tied a sheet to the bed and let it out the window and chinny down to the ground. Then I ran to the garage and got shovels and ran to the empty lot. The sun was almost down and it was getting cold. I started to dig fast. Hi, Maggie. It was Dippy Smith. He goes to my school. What you digging for? For a screaming woman. She's down on the ground and I'm going to dig her up. You can help me dig, Dippy. There's an extra shovel. I don't hear nothing. Well, listen. 
Just listen. No, I don't hear nothing. Well, just wait. You will. Hey, there, there! Did you hear it? Hey, that's okay. Do it again. Do what again? The scream. Do it again. Go on. I'll give you this Aggie if you teach me to do it. Hot dog! Did you get that ventriloquist book for a dime from the magic company? You got one of those tin things in your mouth? I won't tell you unless you help me dig. Okay, swell.、Well, give me the shovel. Hot dog! And you gotta dig fast, like this. Boy, you think she was right under our feet? Oh, you're wonderful, Maggie. What's the screaming woman's name? You made up a name for her yet? Oh, sure. Her name is Shirley Miller, and she's a rich old lady, 160 years old, and she was buried by a crook named Spike. Come on, Dippy, dig! <laughs> But Mr. Kelly, there's a woman screaming. You kids, beat it! You hear? Yes, sir. But listen, Mr. Kelly, don't you hear? There. I don't hear anything, and neither do you. Now beat it! Come on, Maggie.、Oh, Mr. Kelly, somebody's gotta dig her don't up. Don't argue with me, or I'll phone your folks. This is my property. Do I have to put up a fence? Why should I spend money to keep people off my property by putting up a fence? Tippy, Tippy, it's him. He's the one. Huh? He murdered Mrs. Kelly. He hit her on the head and stuck her in the fort and dumped loads of dirt on top. But she wasn't dead. She came too. Well, you saw him. He stood right there when she screamed and wouldn't pay any attention. Hey, that's right. He stood right there and lied to us. What do we do, Maggie? There's only one thing to do. We'll phone the police and, and tell them to come and arrest Mr. Kelly. <laughs> Stay down, Mr. Kelly might get desperate and, and shoot or something. Oh, oh, oh yes, officer. You, Mr. Kelly? Yes, sir. Well, what can I do for you? Is、uh, Mrs. Kelly at home this evening? Why, sure. May I see her, sir? I should. Sure. Hey, Anna. What's up? We got a call.、Um, oh, good evening, ma'am. What is it, officer? Well, I'm sorry, folks. We 
We got a call that Mrs. Kelly was buried alive in some empty lot. What? It sounded like some kid calling, but we had to make sure. We always checked. Oh, I can't understand. Kids, those blasted kids. If I ever kiss them, I'll break their necks. Maggie, kiss it. Boy, if Kelly telephones my dad, I'll get a licking. What'll we do about the screaming woman? Oh, to heck with her. I'm not going near that lot again. Wait a minute, Dippy. I know why he didn't hear the screams. Kelly's sort of deaf. Mama says he's hard of hearing. Well, he heard us, didn't he? He heard the cop. He reads people's lips. But he couldn't hear the screaming woman because he couldn't see her. Dippy, come on. We gotta go dig some more. No, sir. We got to. We're in a pack of trouble because of your old darn old screaming woman. I'm not gonna get in any more trouble. No, sir. So long, Maggie. And he went off and left me all alone. It was dark now, and, and Dad would be hunting for me. If he found me, I'd get a licking and be put to bed, and then nobody would help the screaming woman at all. There was only one last thing to do, to go all over the neighborhood from house to house and find out who was missing. So I, I rang bells and, and knocked, but, but everybody was home, and I was about to give up when I came to the Nesbitt's house. The house was quiet, like nobody was home. I saw a dim, spooky light inside somewhere. So I just kept knocking and knocking and, and knocking. What do you want? Uh, uh, uh nothing, Mr. Nesbitt. I, I want to see Mrs. Nesbitt. She's not here. She's gone to the store. Oh, uh, then she ought to be back pretty quick. I'll come in and wait. Hey, 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 wait a minute. I'll just sit down here and wait. I sure like a rocking chair. Don't mind me. Go right ahead doing whatever you were doing, Mr. Nesbitt. I wasn't doing anything. Oh. It looks like you were packing or something with all those boxes and trunks around. Going away? No. Mrs. Nesbitt's been sorting things out, getting rid of a lot of stuff. Oh. Burning it up in the fireplace. Oh, yeah. That's right. Dad always burns our junk out in the alley. Cloth smells awful when it burns. I think... Uh, look, kid. Uh, Helen may have gone on from the store to visit a friend. Well, if she doesn't come soon, I'll leave. Uh, yeah, and I'll tell her you were here. What did you want to see her about? Oh, nothing much. Hey, that's too bad. What? I guess you lost the key to that box. You had to break the lock. It, uh, was, uh, broken already. I... Bet your folks don't know where you are, kid. No, sir. They think I'm in bed. What friend did Mrs. Nesbitt go visit? I don't know. Uh, I mean, uh, look, kid, I, I ought to tell you. She won't be back tonight. Oh? Uh, no. She went to the store, like I said, but she was going from there over to Beechwood to visit her mother. Uh, on the bus. She'll be gone two or three days. Oh, that's a shame. Why? Mama was expecting Mrs. Nesbitt to come over tomorrow. Maybe just so. Uh, you uh, better not tell your mother. You see, it's a, a, a kind of a secret about Helen going away. She doesn't want people to know for a while. Oh. <laughs> you know how to keep a secret, kid. I guess so. I'll I'll give you something for not telling. I'll, I'll give you a reward. Now, uh, let's see here. Uh, all right. Uh, here's something for a kid. A doll. A doll? Yeah. 
Helen was going to give it to you. I heard her say when she was sorting this stuff. I'll give this to the little Leary girl. That's funny. Mrs. Nesbitt always calls me Margaret. Uh, uh, Well, sure. uh, That's what she said. Uh, Margaret. You see, it's quite a doll. Old-fashioned. It's made of leather and the the face is china or something. You see? Uh Uh-huh. Thank you, Mr. Nesbitt. It's a reward for not saying anything about Helen being gone, you understand? Now, uh, now, come on, I'll, I'll step on the porch light. Um, Mr. Nesbitt, I saw your dump truck in the lot this morning. Well, what do you mean? Were you in the lot this morning? Uh, no, no, I was home. I looked out the window. <laughs> Please, Mr. Nesbitt, let go of my You've arm. You've playing out there today, answer me. Don't! That hurts! I wasn't playing. It's no fun now with the fort covered up and... The fort? What's that? Nothing. Nothing, Mr. Nesbitt. Tell me what you're talking about. Nothing, nothing but that old concrete pipe. You know something. That's why you came here. You've been snooping around that lot and you found out something. What do you know? I, I don't know anything. Let me go. Mr. Nesbitt, if you don't let me go, I'll... Hey, come back. Come back, kid. I'll give you something else. I'll give you something else. Come back here. Come back. Mr. Nesbitt yelled because I kicked him and, and bit his hand. Then I ran, but I heard him run after me. It, w- it was dark and quiet and, and scary on the street, and, and more scary out there in the lot. I ran straight across the place where I'd heard the screaming, and it was so quiet. And all of a sudden, there was a man in the lot, right in front of me. Margaret, Margaret, stop. <gasps> oh, Dad. Margaret, where have you been? Do you have any idea how your mama's worried? Do you know how late it is? Dad, Dad, he's after me. We've been up Mr. and down Nesbitt. alleys and clear down to Clark Street. I was about to call the police. The screaming woman. It's Mrs. Nesbitt who's down there. I'm going to give you a good licking. Mr. Nesbitt killed her and now he wants to kill I've me. I've had all of this idiotic talk I can stand. It's true. He said she's gone away and, and he was burning her things. You've got to believe. Margaret, that's enough. Now stop it right now. What have you got there? Where did you get that doll? Mr. Nesbitt. Why, I... Gave it to her, Leary. <laughs> Kid stopped by the house and I remembered Helen said she wanted to throw it away. Helen said to throw it away? He's lying, Dad. He, he gave it to me so I wouldn't tell about her. It was locked up in a box. He didn't have a key. He broke it open. <laughs> She's a high-strung kid, Leary. All the stuff she was telling me. He's lying, Dad. Why are you lying, Charlie? Lying? How do you get that? Helen way? was going to give it to Margaret on her birthday. She told me so. It was a present I gave her a long time ago. She wouldn't have thrown it away any more than I'd thrown away the paperweight she gave me. Why are you lying, Charlie? I'm not. Don't look at me like that, Larry. As God is my witness. It's her, Dad. It's the screaming woman. As God is your witness. No! Larry! No! No! Please, Margaret, run to the house, phone the police and tell them to hurry. Tell them we've got a dig. Hello? Hi, Dippy. Everything's fine. Everything's worked out keen. The screaming woman isn't screaming anymore. They got a lot of people down there digging her up. Hey, swell. Hot dog. And you know what else, Dippy? And covered our fort again. And now we'll be able to get the kids and play in it tomorrow. 
Suspense, in which Sherry Jackson starred in The Screaming Woman by Ray Bradbury. Next week, the story of a man who tries to escape his past and is faced with no future. We call it Nobody Ever Quits. That's next week on Suspense. Suspense is produced and transcribed by Anthony Ellis. Adaptation was by Sylvia Richards. The music was composed by Lucian Marwick and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. Featured in the cast were Paula Winslow, John Daner, Richard Beals, Howard McNear, Joe Cranston, Herb Butterfield, and Eve McVeigh. Join the FBI in Peace and War Wednesday nights on the CBS Radio Network. And that's Suspense from November 25th, 1948, with a screaming woman starring Margaret O'Brien, sponsored by Autolite, as heard on CBS. Let's take a break, then it's more of Hollywood 360. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hey fans of Classic Radio, Carl Amari here. I've created a free app just for you. Get 10 Classic Radio shows free in the Classic Radio Shows app. Plus, there are many more shows available for in-app purchase. You can get your free Classic Radio Shows app in the Google Play Store or the Apple Store. The easiest way to get your free app is to log on to Hollywood360radio.com and scroll down to the Classic Radio Shows app banner and click either the Google link or the Apple link. Don't miss out. Get your free Classic Radio Shows app today. Do you love classic radio shows? Now you can receive 10 classic radio shows on five CDs every month by joining the Classic Radio Club. Hi, I'm Carl Amari. I've started the Classic Radio Club so fans can receive the best of the best from my library each and every month. Join now and receive your first 10 classic radio shows on five CDs, a $39.95 value for only $4.99. Then every month, I'll hand-select 10 more of the greatest classic radio shows and mail them to you on five CDs. Every show will be superior sound quality and you'll never receive a duplicate show. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com to join and receive your first 10 classic radio shows on five CDs for only $4.99. That's ClassicRadioClub.com or call toll-free 888-642-6556. That's 888-642-6556. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Next week, it's Under Arrest, The Martin and Lewis Show, Tom Corbett's Space Cadet, The Adventures of Frank Merriwell, The Jack Benny Program, and The Shadow. From my team here at Hollywood 360, thank you all very much for tuning in. Stay safe. We'll see you next time.